Well, you are here, and we are here. Thank you for bringing light to us. <clears throat> Open our eyes that we may see you in the world around us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> okay. I want everybody to close their eyes and keep them closed. And just listen for a minute. It's dark. You're in a very dark you don't have any light with your eyes closed. You don't have any any way to know how to get around. If you keep your eyes closed and you had to get out of your pew, you probably would do it with your hands stretched out in front of you to make sure you didn't run into anybody or trip over anyone. It's a very stressful way to live being in the dark. Compound that with the fact that if you had been born blind in this time period in the ancient world, you would have been considered nothing but a sinner. You would have been an outcast. Not only is your world dark, it is empty as well because few people would want to be your friend. You would be a beggar sitting by the side of the road, hoping, hoping that someone would give you a few coins so you could live another day. You can open your eyes. That is the world of the man born blind in today's reading. It's a dark, dreary world without friends. And this is the man that Jesus encounters today, walking along the road. Now, the disciples see him as well, and they ask the old theological question. Well, Jesus, who sent this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus replies, no one no one sins, but today you will see God at work in the world. Grace will happen in this man's life. And Jesus says, I am, that would have been the old ego and me we talked about, I am the light of the world. So, he is the light bringer, both spiritually and physically. Now, this encounter is far different from the ones that Jesus had with Nicodemus and with the woman at the well. He doesn't ask the man if he'd like to see. Just walk up to this man. And he, the blind man, of course, has no idea who Jesus is because he can't see. And he takes his fist in the ground and makes mud and puts it on his eye. Now, obviously, the blind man can't see him do it, but he's feeling this experience of having something put on his eyes. And Jesus is going to tell him, I want you to go to the pool of Siloam and wash it off. He doesn't say, I want you to go to the pool of Siloam, and when you wash it off, you're 
going to be able to see. He just says, I want you to do that. Go, go, to the pool. go wash in the pool. Now, think about it. If you were that man, would you do it? Or would you just brush the mud off your eyes, not knowing who had spoken to you? You don't know the person, and now you have to make your way in darkness to the pool. But a blind man does that. He goes to the pool of Sloan, and he washes. And suddenly, as he washes off his eyes, he's probably bent over that water, and as he washes off his eyes, suddenly, suddenly, he sees. Imagine this man, for the first time, oh, that's what a tree looks like. Oh, oh, there's somebody's face. And it's a whole new world. I remember when my daughter, Sarah, was about nine years old, the music teacher said, I think this child needs glasses because she can't get on the right line of the music. We took her in, and she got glasses, and she walked out. True story. First thing out of her mouth was, oh, there are leaves on a tree. She just thought oh, a tree was just a green thing. She had no idea about the individual leaves. That's what this man is experiencing. Things he has never seen, hasn't been able to imagine. And he's looking around him and just, I just picture him with this big, goofy grin on his face, thinking, Walter, whoever thought this could happen, I was blind. And now I'm seeing everything. I'm seeing everything. And the world is an amazing place. I was blind. But now I see. Now, if there's something to celebrate here, you would think the townspeople would be jumping up and down. Surely he's not alone at school of Sloan. Every, you know, other people are going to be in the meeting. We're not talking about Orlando where everything is all spread out. We're talking about a small town. And this guy with the big goofy grin is walking around saying, oh, you know, that's what he looks like, you know. And he's excited. And nobody else in the town is excited. I mean, wouldn't you be excited if you saw a miracle like that take place? But they're not. They're not excited. He's the only one celebrating. So, <clears throat> we find out why. How did this happen? The neighbor asked. This man was born blind. He's obviously a sinner. We know that. And he, now he sees. And um, the Pharisees are questioning him. And finally, somebody says, yeah, he's not really the man. He's not really that man. He just kind of looked like that man. This man's always been. You know, we're, we're trying to get rid of the story. <coughs> and I knew the new kind of man says, no, 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 it's me. Me. Couldn't see a thing. Put mud on my eyes, washed it off, and now I see. So we have a problem here. It is the Sabbath. You do not heal people on the Sabbath. You don't do anything on the Sabbath. And 
is get involved. And I said, he cannot possibly be from God because he does not follow the rules. I had lunch yesterday with someone, and she said, we were in the midst of course conversation, and she said, I am a rule follower. You give me the rules, I will follow. I will write the rules. That's, that's where we need the Pharisees. There are rules. There are strict rules. You do not do anything on the Sabbath. You certainly don't heal. And um, so they're very upset about this. How could Jesus possibly, how is he not a sinner if he has done this? So, they asked the, they asked the blind man again, and he asked him to tell the story. And so he tells the story, and once again, about what's happening to him, and, and um, they asked him, well, who do you think it is? And the blind man says, well, he's surely a prophet. They go to the parents. They say, is this really your son? Because it can't be your son. Yeah, he is, but we're not getting involved here because the Pharisees have made it very clear that um, if you step out of line, you're not welcome in the temple or the synagogue. So they're not going to get involved, even though it's his son. So they return to the man again, and they say, give glory to God. Because he's, you know... Um, we don't know where this man came from that, that touched your eyes. So give glory to God. And this is very odd that you do not know where this man came from. He has performed this amazing miracle, and you do not know. And he begins to defend Jesus. So the, the Pharisees say, well, you have anything to teach us because you're a worthless sinner. <laughs> Get away. Go away. So, finally Jesus has heard that the man has been attacked by the Pharisees, and he goes to the man and he says, do you believe in the Son of Man and our healed, sighted man says, who is he? And Jesus says, I am he. He says, Lord, I believe a confession of faith. A man wore mine, but now he sees. And he sees Jesus, who made it possible. Now, we will not hear another word in Scripture about this man. But, I'm going to suggest to you that he, in his big, goofy smile, keeps going around telling everybody about what happened to him. About this man, Jesus, and about meeting him, and about what Jesus is, and who he is. I mean, you can't keep that to yourself. You've got a roadside beggar, and all of a sudden, you have a whole new life spreading out in front of you. So, what are we to hear from? What are we to take out of this lesson? How does it inform our lives today? And I'm going to suggest to you that each of us, each of us here, has a story to tell. Remember Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, not quite sure, defends him, 
couple of times to the Pharisees and finally shows up with the spices for burial. His story is growing and expanding and being obvious to people around him. The woman at the well, I mean, here she is, the total outcast. And she goes back and her story is now she's an ambassador for Jesus to a town that hated her. And it all went back. 
once was blind, but now I see. We are at Atlantic Four. We're making our way through. We're more than halfway. So I want to invite you this week to look at your life. Where did you see Jesus shine in the dark places? Where do you want his presence now? And look for it. The light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the reason we're here today. And he invites you into that. And to experience his grace. Because nothing you can do can ever separate you from his love. You are the beloved. And as I said before, it's all grace. Amazing grace. Amen.